The advice given on sex and other human activities is for entertainment purposes only. If you've got a question for us, send us an email at cavecomedyradio at gmail.com. That's the sigh uh-huh. of contentment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's very weird. It is weird. Yeah. Welcome to Sex and Other Human <laughs> Activities, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Marcus Parks. I'm Jackie Zabrowski. And we're content. And we've been sitting here <laughs> for a solid half an hour trying to figure out what we were going to talk about up top. And we're both just like, I'm good. Yeah. How are you I'm, two? You're good? I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, good. Yeah. Great. I'm real good. You know, I, I've had a bit of a... Uh, depressive a week uh, beforehand, but I came out of it last night, uh, and you know I'm not really going to go into why it's been a depressive week. It's very personal, uh, but uh, I can't get a boner anymore. But no, in all seriousness, I came out of it uh, last night. Uh, through something that we've been talking about uh, and uh, what our first letter has to deal with is uh, meditation uh, and how that is really like fucking helping people out out there. And this uh, letter actually comes from a buddy of ours, like a guy that we know uh, very well. Uh, what are we going to, what are we going to call him now? Oh, Slappy J. <laughs> Oh, uh, there is not a single J anywhere in his name. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we're just going to jump right into letters today. Uh, he said, I was listening to the Sex and Other Human Activities episode, Speaking in Tongues, and Marcus's part about trying meditation. So I don't know how much of my story you know, but I got PTSD in 2008, and it was all the way as bad as it gets. I immediately got myself into therapy and attended for five years, and it got me through. One of the problems was time. It's a condition that just takes time, and the therapy was crucial, but the problem with the condition is lingering frozen emotions. For years, my only emotions were constant rage and anxiety, but mostly just hints of something beneath the numbness. It felt like I was underwater or my ears were ringing for years. My mom is a wonderful human and has always been a bit or a whole lot of a crystal hippie type. And I've talked with Henry about that in the past as something we relate on. But I don't know if Jackie and I have ever talked about that. But I had a lot of the same repulsion to anything that seemed wishy-washy. And PTSD cemented my view that this is a cold, unfeeling jungle where animals just consume one another and humans are not different than lizards. I also grew up in a place where a little whiskey is all it takes to get over a trauma, which there was plenty of as well, but we know life truly takes so much more if you ever want it to be about anything more than just drinking. Luckily, I have an intuitive spiritual side as well, and I never fully believed this world is as small as the one I was living in, ever. A lot of what I hung on for was the hunch that this was just one more bad trip that would one day teach me something. From one perspective, my brain had cut a wire and I held on to the belief that if I could cut it back off, then I could someday turn it back on again when I'm ready. The brain and the body are a beautiful thing. PTSD is essentially a stress disorder from trauma, and I tried everything to get my emotions to kick back on. Meditation was one of those things that has certainly helped because it was the opposite of the outer world, which has scared me frozen to begin with. In my mind, I found relics of who I had been, and I was able to bend some of the rage and pain into, at the very least, stoicism, but the specific prescription I needed I found in the form of Sudarshan, Sudarshan, Kriya yoga breathing. Uh, 
If someone had told me it would work how it did, I wouldn't believe them, but it caused several episodes that brought all of the color back. For my particular issue with frozen emotions, this was the on switch. Many times I felt burning skin as the rage started to flow out. Many times I actually threw up as I discovered how terrified I had truly once gotten. The more I did it, the more it worked. The emotions were toxic, and the relief felt like an exorcism of toxins out of my cells, which there's evidence that this is exactly what happens, and in the weeks and in the weeks coming, my life quality and PTS mode I'd come to call home reversed farther than I had hoped it ever might. At one point, I woke in the middle of the night and full-on hallucinated and saw my own rage that I had let flow completely unregulated as my answer back to the world that wounded me. The form took a face, and I had to look it in the face, and I was terrified at what I was living with and the dog I had loosed on my human brothers and sisters because I felt I was owed. The face turned into a black lizard eye, and I quickly realized that justified malice is an oxymoron. I was able to turn that to the off position inside my soul. That in itself was one of the biggest moments in growth I've ever had. I asked friends after that if I should stop. The one who didn't get what I was saying said yes. The ones who did, and even a therapist said, are you fucking kidding me? Keep going. That's all I needed to know. I will say with that, I learned this technique at 32, and much of my ability to have it work for me came from being this age. I saw things and felt things that had I been younger and believed as not only one perspective or an abstraction of an emotion I might have been further afraid by, but it's like a bad trip. You repeat, this is not a truth, this is a debate. I've learned to answer back to my monsters, and terrifying as they may be, look them right in the fucking eye and say, no, I am a good soul, who I am, not this body, not this day or year, but who I came here as, is a good, good soul, and I love people. And when I was ready, this technique brought them to the table, and for once they had to answer to me and my eternally good side. Love the show and you both. Good luck. Keep it up. Awesome! God damn, that sounds amazing. Man, the whole letter, like, the first time I read it, I was just like, fuck, yeah, that's awesome! Yeah, we usually don't do longer letters, but this one I wanted to read in full, like, because it's, it's just a fantastic journey of, uh, I mean, he's a, a great friend of ours, a wonderful man, did, has done a lot of the artwork for Cave Comedy Radio. Hell yeah, Just man. A, a good, close, personal friend of everyone at the station. And uh, just to read this journey of a man, you know, PTSD is you know one of the you know, worst things that people can deal with. It's it is such a long, it is a journey. It yeah. is something that does not go away, doesn't go, and it doesn't go easily away. Yeah, it's just something that you learn to deal with and you grow yeah. through, which is what Slappy J did. And that's I, I never I never knew that that's what he was going through. I had no idea either. And that is something that is so commendable because that is hard. Like this, that is a hard journey. And not saying that his journey is has ended. He's still going. He's still doing it. And that is, I feel like this story is such an amazing story for people to listen to. That you know that it there is a brighter end. There is something that you can work towards. You can usually work towards something to a better form of yourself to to or to find the good within you. And and it is scary and it's hard, but you can do it 
and that is such an amazing, amazing positive story. Yeah, and it never stops. Like that kind of journey, and not even for not just for people with PTSD, but for people with just everyday problems, or people with you know with I guess inborn mental illness, genetic chemical imbalances, those types of things. Like it's it's one of those things where it just never you should never stop working on it. You should never stop working on yourself because there is no ceiling. There's no ceiling to happiness, to understanding, uh, to stability. There's no ceiling to any of that type of stuff. And life is always going to throw shit at you that's going to put you down on all fucking fours. It's always going to happen. That is a universal truth of life is that it's never going to stop being difficult in some way or another. No matter how good you're feeling, something is always going to come in to try to take you down. And that's why I'm saying try. It's not that it will take you down, is that there's shit out there that will try to take you down. Uh, like, you know, we've t been talking on the show, I've uh, been talking about a lot of uh, personal realizations, a lot of uh, personal truths that I'm starting to look at within myself, and some new uh, techniques that I've been using. And last week, something happened uh, that really tried to knock me down like tried and for a moment I let it uh, and when I let it do that I felt immensely weak in that moment I, I felt like I had failed myself I felt like that I was failing everyone around me and I will admit to giving up for a little bit or at least uh, disconnecting from everything or at least at the very least trying to disconnect from everything uh, and Last night, you know, after about a week of a lot of self-pity, a lot of wallowing, and a lot of pushing people away, uh, and just not doing any of the things, and not thinking about any of the things that were helping me before, what my therapist calls caring for them, uh, and relating to them, going back and relating to those moments, and that's eventually what I did. Last night, uh, I was sitting there watching uh, Star Trek, I think, as I usually watch Next Generation, naturally. Uh, and my brain was just going and I was just kind of feeling myself go down and down and down. And then finally I just said, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to get, I'm going to tr really try to bring myself up out of this right now. Uh, and I immediately got up. I got into the meditation pose and I slowly, and I started thinking about fish first of all, because I've also been watching a lot of stuff about fish lately. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I started thinking about fish, and it just sort of, and somehow I got back uh, through having a conversation with myself in my mind, uh, the dream self that I was talking about, having a conversation with my dream self, my mind. It's like I sat down with that other person, uh, and I talked through it with myself, in a very calm and rational manner. And I figured out some other things about this theory that I'm working on right now that I will talk about more in the future once I figure out what the output hose is for. Uh, <laughs> and if there's more than one output hose and is there more than one input hose? You got a, a little more research to do. <laughs> it's, it's research of the mind, man. I'm yeah, fucking, man. I'm building a map of my consciousness. I think there's an engine in there that is full of fire that's organic mm. and there's inputs and outputs yeah. and it's all going to make sense in the future. But... <laughs> 
<laughs> not making sense today, though, but that's okay. No, it's not making sense today because there's still a lot of questions. There's a lot of question marks on the diagram that I drew. Uh, but what the point of it is is that I pulled myself out of that. Uh, that horrible place that I've been in for the last week that someone else put me in. I let them put me there, uh, and I came out of it on my own. I took responsibility for it. I actively brought myself out of that, just like Slappy J actively brought himself out of his, uh, which admittedly, you know, I didn't have PTSD. It wasn't any kind of bullshit like that. It was just a, a slight depression. Uh, but this, you know, inspires me. This type of stuff inspires me. Like if, you know, I don't know exactly what he went through because I didn't know about any of this stuff either, as, as you didn't as well. Uh, and if he can bring himself out of this shit, then I can bring myself out of my shit. Uh, and good on you, man. Like, this is, a, and to tell yourself, like, I am a good soul. Like, that is something that I think a lot of us uh, have to tell ourselves over and over because we're human and we fuck up and we're always going to do something to somebody else that we're not proud of. Uh, and the problem with that is sometimes I think a lot of people with especially depression is that you will take that and you will magnify that. And you will magnify that, magnify that, magnify that until you are Satan himself in the bad way. The devil, let's say. The little torture devil. Not Satan, Lucifer, our Lord. Uh, <laughs> uh, until you're, yeah, you will convince yourself that you're an absolute terrible person. And that's just poison in your fucking soul. Uh, it's just absolute poison to everything. And uh, as long as you... Remember that you are essentially a good soul and that there are things that you can reach in to yourself uh, to remember that you are, in fact, a good soul. Hold on to those fucking things, just like Slappy J has held on to those things for years doing meditation because he meditated, he reached inside of himself, and he not only found those things, but he was able to pull out, like he said, the black-eyed lizard. Like, the fucking, I mean, that is a terrifying or that that is an absolute terrifying uh type of vision you know like if you meditate eventually visions will come and that is a terrifying vision but he reached in he took it out he stared at it he yelled at it he fucking faced it and he put it in its place uh and we can all do that everyone can do that uh but it takes a lot of fucking work and it takes a lot of years and a lot of us, you know, sometimes you have to go through years of therapy to get to that point. Uh, some of us can do that, can just start, can just sit down on the ground and start doing it. Others need help from friends and family to do it. But I truly do believe that the types of things that, uh, that Slappy Jay's doing, and I also truly do believe that, that you know, the things that I've been working on lately that will eventually come to fruition as actual coherent thoughts I think all of these things are possible. I think every human being is able to eventually get there, or at the very least most human beings are eventually able to get there. The vast majority of us can get to the places uh, and can do these sorts of things. You just have to work on it. 
It takes time. Oh, and he also uh, continues, he uh, sent us a second when he said, I should add, I think what works in this type of breathing is the movement of the stomach, which is almost a crying motion, and the breathing is meant to activate the right side of your brain at the same time. This causes the systems in the body to sort of take the rock off of the emotional hose, and it creates sort of emotional vulnerability on demand. In this way, you feel the full depth and even get to the abstraction layer of emotion. You feel it so deeply that when you find it, or it sort of bubbles up on its own for about 24 hours after doing the breathing. If it's working, you feel it purge, you fully feel it in your gut, total fear or total pain from something trapped there. You don't judge the emotion, you just let it flow through you. It's how you'd feel after the best cry of your life. In this way, make sure if you try it, that if you have space to feel very raw and emotional in the space of a few days after practicing, that would work best. Yeah, I mean, it's not something that you do the night before a big meeting. Right. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's something that, you know, you might do on Friday night and take the weekend with it. Uh, and I know what he's talking about. It's like that calm feeling. Like I felt that last night, like a true calm. I felt like I was on a drug of some kind. Uh, and there were things coming in that could have totally fucked with me, but they didn't. They just, it's not even that they bounce right off. Uh, it's just that there was this fucking feeling, this energy this force around me uh where those bad things kind of came in just kind of looked at it and go like yeah it's not worth it let's fucking go somewhere else uh and i'm telling you man this meditation shit it is fantastic and i would recommend it for every single fucking person on the face of the planet all right well let's move on to uh to our next letter today uh, who are we gonna call, how, what are we gonna call this guy? Oh, we've already given him a name. Wacky Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a good name. Oh, Wacky Thomas. That's, I think it's one of your finest ones. <laughs> mm. All right. Dear Jackie and Marcus, it's Wacky Thomas here. <laughs> First, thank you for your advice regarding my family. Really helped to get a fresh perspective. Like you mentioned, nothing has really changed in that field, however. Sorry to hear nothing's changed, but... I'm glad we gave you a different perspective on it. He continues, I'm writing because I need some advice about the social aspect of my human relationships. My group of friends at school is made up of six guys. We all have the same sense of humor, and that's a key aspect of why we're friends in the first place. There's one guy in our group, let's call him Pete. Pete is a really nice guy, but he's really weird in some way, and in some ways, aggressive sexually. We've heard horror stories of him touching girls' asses and then playing it off like it was all a big joke. He's done that, to our knowledge, twice. I was talking to an ex-girlfriend of his, and she said they were making out and all that cookie stuff. Cookie stuff? I'm guessing he's from a different country. I mean, Wacky Thomas sounds like <laughs> that I would Yeah, that's right, because you said, you said, Wacky Thomas? Yeah, that's... Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, so definitely a UK guy. Uh, he said, uh, making out and all that cookie stuff. When he reached for her boobs, she said no, but he persisted until she physically pushed him away and left. They broke up the next day. A few le weeks later, we were around his house recently, and a buddy picked up his iPad and went straight to Facebook, and he saw that Pete had been chatting up about five girls, arranging to, quote, meet up and chat. He'd even talked about getting a blowjob from a girl, and at 14, we're all worried that if he got caught, he'd be on the sex offenders register, and considering he wants to go into education when he's older, that'd really fuck up his life. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> 
He's also bragged about doing drugs with us and getting drunk to girls and names us specifically. Personally, I've made it kind of clear that I'm not interested in doing drugs at all or getting drunk until it's legal. He's putting our names on the line, and if that got out, we'd all be in trouble. We've considered talking to him about it, but really aren't sure. Any advice would be really appreciated. Thank you for your time, and keep making us laugh. I mean, I don't know if it's different. I mean, it, it's different at every age, and I don't know if it's different for dudes, but I would say definitely talk to this guy. At least that's, I mean, even as adults, I like, we, I work in a group of friends that also happen to be work partners, and we're also family at the same time. And when someone is doing something that also not only affects them, but it also affects all of us, we sit down and talk about it. Yeah. No matter what, like, because that's something that affects you. Uh, unfortunately, you can't tell somebody to do like not do drugs, even though you want to, and you can ask them not to. I but mean, I don't think he's even doing drugs. I think he's just telling ta- drugs. Talking about he's it, just yeah. Like, yeah, he's we've been doing up. drugs. We've been getting drunk. Yeah. I mean, that's what you do at fourteen. Uh, well, some people, but yeah. some people are actually doing shit. Uh, we were doing shit. I mean, I was doing shit. Yeah. But I, it's definitely. But I also, I think that's the difference is that. The people, I mean, you find, especially in high school, that are like, I'm fucked up all the time. <laughs> Those are the people that aren't getting fucked up all the time. Those no. are the people that want attention. And because, I mean, it's actually pretty scary because on the outside, most people would have had no idea of the things that I would do. Mm-hmm. You know, no one knew that uh, that I was doing the, the drugs that I was doing and, and drinking the amount that I was drinking and because I hit it all. Which is a lot scarier. Yeah. And it, you always find that the people that are, are overtly saying, like, you know, I'm fucking all these bitches, they're most likely not fucking any bitches. They're definitely not fucking any bitches, no. So, I mean, even if anything, like, it's not, I think that you should definitely talk to them, but more of like a, what the fuck, man? Exactly. That's a, Or in the, uh, in the parlance of the UK, the fuck, mate? The fuck, mate. <laughs> cookie stuff. Yeah, cookie stuff. I like cookie stuff, though. I love cookie stuff. I really stuff. would like to use that in a yeah. sentence. Just be like, like, what the fuck, man? Like, ask it, like, I guess start with, like, uh, asking if you like doing drugs and getting drunk, like, and naming us, like, yeah, you know, we got Wacky Thomas, me and him got fucked up last night. Just to be like, hey, what the fuck, man? You're going to get us in trouble. It's like, why are you going to get us in trouble? Like, there's no reason for you to do that. You're not fucking impressing them. Uh, and if you want to say that shit, say it about yourself. Don't involve Wacky Thomas in this. Like, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. no reason for it. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't involve me. Just fucking just keep it all to yourself and don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't don't fucking don't involve me in this shit. And as far as the girls go, that type of shit. Uh, that's a little. If we're being, I mean, fucking a hundred percent realistic here that type of shit's hard to talk to a friend about when you're a dude especially when you're a teenager yeah and no ma- i mean honestly no matter what age it, it's a hard thing to bring up yeah it's a real hard thing to bring up i've definitely had friends that i didn't enjoy the way they treated their significant others or 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 people that they just met and i mean i would say something just because i'm a little bit brash mm-hmm. but it never ended well and sometimes I mean, not to a point. I'm not. I'm not saying like rape or anything. I'm not, that's not what I'm talking about. Yeah. But I'm just saying like, just like, why are you talking to her like that, or why are you like, why are you being so aggressive like that? Um. And but you can't really change them by just yeah. being like, why are you doing that? All it's gonna do is 
make them not like you. Which shouldn't, shouldn't be, you know, you shouldn't be scared of that either. Yeah, and that shouldn't be your fucking, that shouldn't be at the forefront of your mind. It's right. like, oh, if I say something, he's not going to be my friend anymore. Because he's not going to be your friend anymore. Go, he can go fuck himself. Yeah. You know, but I mean, what what would you do in that situation? Like, especially with dudes. I mean. I mean, I, I think, you know, I, I just say, because I haven't really been in a situation where I've had a friend that is uh, overly aggressive with women and like super grabby uh, with with girls. I wouldn't say that I've had a close friend uh, that got into that or where I had to face myself face that kind of situation. I would say it's kind of the same thing. It's like, why do you do that? Like, why is like, I think one of the things that I think is most is really helpful when talking to people about this type of shit is not saying like, yo, dude, you should fucking cut that shit out because, you know, it's that is very aggressive and it's very confrontational uh, and you're you're meeting uh, confrontation, you're meeting aggression with aggression. Uh, and if this guy's an aggressive guy, then he is going to meet your aggression with more aggression. And none of that, that's not going to help. What you need to do is you need to help this guy, like, understand why he's doing this. You know, you seem like a smart kid, and it seems like that if you've got, you know, your friends could possibly be smart kids as well. You know, just ask him, like, why do you do that? Like, and just try to get him to think about why he does it because it's probably, he probably hasn't even thought about why he does it. A lot of people, they do this type of shit because it's learned behavior or because it's someone has told them this is how you do it. He's had a big brother or he's had a cousin or even a dad tell him, that's how you got to treat women, son. Like, that's how you got to just go for it. Even if, you know, they, if, even if they act like they don't want it, they still want it. You know, he's probably had someone fill his head full of shit. And you've got to make him, you've got to ask him, why do you think that way? What reason do you, it's like, and if he says like, well, you know, it's because my cousin, uh, my big brother told me that's how you do it, you know? And, and he gets plenty of girls. Uh, and you got to ask this, like, does he get plenty of girls? Or, so does, he, thing, or like, does he just tell you that he gets a lot exactly. of girls? Exactly. Because that's not the kind of thing. It's like, even if you're bringing up examples of, like, remember your ex-girlfriend? Like, you were making out with her, and you're getting to, like, to a point of, like, touching on her, and then she didn't want it, and you did it anyway, and then she fucking left your ass. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's like, point A right there. Like, that is not a way to... A come hither uh, someone else it is a way to repel them and if you're going to continue down this path you're just going to push members of the opposite sex further and further away from you as well as your friends yeah i think that i just think that you should i think you should talk to this guy i think that your friends and you as well should talk to this guy not as an ambush no but i think that it's like if you guys are hanging out bring it up nonchalantly rather than like hey man we need to talk no no you know it's like you don't need to do that it's just something that like open up the paths of communication just talk about it you know just see if if he's open to talk about it and maybe he'll actually realize something if he puts it because i feel like maybe he's not even that aware of what he's doing he's probably not he's 14 yeah and like that he's just doing it and like well he had a girlfriend so i guess Part of it worked, and you know, it might be just going on in his head. This is all very immature behavior. Yeah, uh, and that's uh, a lot of this. Is that this? Is, you're 14. You have no idea what the fuck is going on. You don't necessarily know what's appropriate 
just yet. Uh, and some people, you know, they're you know raised in a way where they're told, you know, this is how you treat women, this is what you do. And some people aren't. And it's like I said earlier, some people are taught in the opposite way. So a lot of this stuff, when most dudes grow out of this stuff. Most guys are faced with either a situation or somebody actually talks to them about it and they realize like, okay, yeah, that is kind of fucked up. That's not how you're supposed to act. And then they change the ways. Uh, I, guys that you see in their 20s and 30s acting like this, like you just that just shows so much fucking immaturity in them uh, and a complete and total lack of growth uh, as far as just dealing with people goes. Uh, and I think if you talk to him now and kind of let him know that like that it is a little fucked up because you know, this is hard. I mean, it's hard to talk to dudes about this type of stuff without well, like, what are you, some kind of pussy or something? You know, guys coming back to you with that kind of shit. Uh, but you just got to deflect it. Like if someone, if they start like, oh yeah, you fucking pussy. Like you don't know how to do it. It's like, she, you're the pussy man yeah. for treating other people like that. Yeah. That's, you know? It's like, no, you're treating, you're acting like a coward. Yeah. You're acting like a complete and total fucking douchebag here. Like, I mean, that's a, maybe you should say that. It's like, yeah, I'd rather be a pussy than a fucking douchebag. Yeah. You know? I mean, it, it's, it's, I feel that, you know, just get ready for, you know, well, I, cause I don't know this guy. He, you know, he might exactly put it back on you, but be strong in talking about it because you are completely in the right. You and your friends are all in the right. And it's just about treating other humans with respect. Yeah. And, and he's not respecting you guys either right now. And it's not fair. And you guys deserve respect. Absolutely. Well, I guess that's all we got time for today. Uh, we got to get out of here. Uh, but if you've got any questions for us, be sure to send us an email to cavecomedyradio at gmail.com and we'll get to your questions as soon as we possibly can. Uh, and uh, have a great week, everyone. I'm loving it. <laughs> <laughs>